This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is Hog Reaction. KJ going to keep the football at the 10. Jefferson to the 5. Touchdown, Arkansas. Brought to you by The Party Place, the largest locally owned party supply store in Arkansas with locations in Fort Smith, Rogers, and Conway. Let's party. I'm behind Lisa on the bridge, and I have jumped off. I am in the river. Call or text the show at 866-285-4005. Well, uh, Twitter still works <laughs> for now. And I saw um, that he's back was trending tonight on Twitter. And that could only mean one thing. Mm-hmm. KJ Jefferson's back. <laughs> and the Razorbacks are back in the winter circle. They house Ole Miss 42-27 to tonight. At Razorback Stadium, they did. It was an impressive one. It was. It was from the jump. It was. Uh, uh, I mean, they. My biggest. My biggest thing, and I kept saying this all day long, was where are they? Are they mentally engaged? And first drive, they get a turnover. Didn't get any points out of it, but you could tell that they were flying around, and uh, they they were absolutely 100 percent engaged, and they they look good. They they look good. Uh, good offensively, and you know, having KJ back makes everything go. Yeah. Never have I seen a team that is so reliant on one player for all all of its life source, all of its energy. He is the alpha and the omega of this football team. They can't do a thing without him. And when he plays like that, they can't lose. It's really um, unusual to have a team that is so reliant on one individual. We've seen teams that are reliant on a handful of individuals on either side of the ball. But KJ is it. He is all of it. And if he is there and well, you see what happens tonight. When he's not there and it's not well, we've seen it the last two weeks. It's incredibly important to what they do on offense. There's yes. no question. He makes the whole thing go. You yep. know, defensively, they played stats lie. They played well enough for two and a half quarters to beat anybody in the league. Defensively, I thought they were pretty good. I mean, they got after the quarterback. They looked fast. Weather didn't seem to bother them at all. And, you know, some of it may be, hey, you know, if we make a mistake, we know the guy uh, on the other side of the ball can get us some points. And they did. They ran it well. They threw it when they had to. You know, it's a, it's it's probably as complete a performance as they've had this season. It's clearly their best win. Uh, but it's probably as complete a performance as, uh, as you could hope for, especially on a night like tonight where it's it's cold. And, uh, and and they did everything you needed to do. I also, um, you know, part of the other thing that, that happens when you see this is, and I'm, I know that you can't, like there are nights like this where everything goes your way and then there are the other thing where nothing goes your way. So I'm not saying that, I'm not saying why can't every night be like this, but I am wondering why it can't be more consistent. You know what I mean? Like, it's all or nothing, it seems like, um, 
at times, well, all the time, with, with Razorback football. And I know they, they can't play this well 12 weeks. I understand that. And we've talked about that a lot on our daily show, Ruskin and Zach, here 3-7 to seven on ESPN Arkansas, Monday through Friday. But would it be crazy to ask for a little bit more consistency in the output on Saturdays? Well, it also depends on the opponent you're playing. This they played they they've played like this in spurts, where they've played take the third quarter against Alabama. God, what a glorious quarter! But they did that until tonight, the quarter of the year. They did that for two and a half quarters tonight. Oh. Um, they gave up 700 yards tonight. Usually, if you give up, well, no, again, statistics can lie. Uh, they gave up 700 yards, but they only gave up 27 points in the modern game. If you give up under 30, you've got a good chance to win. Uh, they put up enough points to win. I thought they, I thought the offensive line, Sam said it coming off uh, the field at halftime. He's like, they figured some things out at halftime, and boy, they were just blowing them open on that inside zone. You know, he said, you know, it's got the the read off. I don't think KJ was a threat to run tonight. You know, maybe he is next week up in uh, up in Missouri, but man, they didn't have to. They were getting a great push. They did everything they needed to do tonight, and they were physical, which is which was good to see. So here's how this is going to work. If you call, we'll stay here. If you don't call, this is going to be a very brief broadcast. 866-285-4005 is the, uh, the phone number to text us or call us as you make your way to wherever you're going on in the middle of a Saturday night or for Zach's uh, purposes uh, after bedtime. It so. is way past my bedtime, I know, but I'm holding up over there. I'm good. I I, I consumed a uh, an energy drink about an hour and a half ago. It yeah. is uh, fully kicked in. I'm good for probably 90 minutes, and then okay. uh, clock's ticking. Clock is ticking, and then I am probably out. It's uh, like taking a little kid to a restaurant. Correct. You are on the meter. That's that's right. I'm gonna fall asleep on the ride home. That's that's pretty okay. much where well, we are. Kenzie can drive. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no, no. I've, I've, uh, I've seen her drive before. That's probably not the best idea. That's right. Uh, yes. And look, on a night like tonight, if you look around, not just the league, but around the country, a lot of the top teams were pushed. In some cases, if you're Tennessee, you got hosed. I mean, you just, you got blasted. Yeah, they did. And you know, to to put up a performance this late in November, man, teams, everybody's hurting. To put up a performance like that's impressive. You go out, you get, look, at this point, wins, a win is a win. You got your bowl eligibility. They broke out Larry the bowling ball from a new case. Everything's good. Now you, you, know, now, now you buckle down and you go play a team that, that honestly, in Missouri, is going to be desperate because they won tonight. They're playing for bowl eligibility next week. Yes, they uh, they want to be uh, bowl eligible next week. And Arkansas um, is um be interesting if they can find motivation to play uh, four quarters next week against Missouri. Um because they didn't play four quarters tonight. All right, so uh, that's where we are. Um, 42-27, the count. We can go over all the numbers. I wish they'd have let Rocket in to try and get 321, you know, but because that was gettable for a moment, but uh, he ends with a paltry 232. There, there was a point, and it was 40, what was it, 40? It, it was right before Ole Miss scored the last touchdown. KJ took a shot up in the uh, up in the chest yep. and, on a sack, and you're just like, why is he in there? Why why is Rocket in there? And they they started subbing Dominion in and and AJ Green got a carry or two, but those two guys, I mean, you can't do anything offensively if you don't have KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. And they they were in till almost the very end. And you know, I I'd love to know why. Because they I mean the game was out of reach. Uh, and just so that we're all clear, Jackson Dart is not a good quarterback. And I think you saw it. How many open throws did that guy miss? I, I mean, he well, was, he sucks. I mean, yeah, he, he was not. He was not good tonight. And he, you know, he's. They're kind of a one-trick pony. They they like to run the ball and they run it very well. They just can't throw it very well. No. And, and so, yeah, there was no comeback going to happen. So, I mean, again, we are the. Um, we like to make you think with both sides of your brain when we do uh, programming. It's not either or, like on social media. Two things are true. Arkansas played really well. Ole Miss had very little interest in this football game at they all. Were, they from, were disengaged they couldn't from have the beginning. cared yeah. less about playing but in this game. Some of that may be the hangover from last week. Exactly. Uh, when they played Alabama. Alabama, yeah, Alabama take, beat them twice. Yeah, yep, Alabama got them. And, you know, they just from the very beginning, they looked like Tennessee did. They just weren't sharp. They looked disinterested at times. And then what you saw was the breakdown of discipline. They wanted to fight. They wanted yep. to throw punches. Yep. You started to see that sort of thing. And then the minute they do that, you got them. 
Yep. They're, they're not coming back from that. No, no, absolutely. And boy, they commit a lot of penalties. Very undisciplined. Well, they, they cost themselves like 28 points yeah. with penalties. Yeah, they did. Because they're stupid. I yeah. mean, it was just ridiculous. I mean, the kicker's missing. I think he missed his first kick of the night or second kick of the night. Um, you know, t- two touchdowns called back the, because of holds. It, it was a bad night for them. Right. And now, for them, short week. I believe they'll take play Thursday night mm-hmm. in yeah. the Egg Bowl. Yeah, Egg Bowl. And um, that's juicy. Mississippi State cruised. That today, is so, yeah. juicy. It, but and I, there's already talks that Lane is, uh, you know, like uh, packing up his office and getting ready to take another well, job. Well, the, the guys on the sideline we're talking about that. I don't know how much truth there is to that. He has been offered a new contract this week, according to uh, Super Talk mm-hmm. Mississippi. Yeah, and who's his, who's his agent? What's the playbook? Well, playbook we, we is, know yeah, okay. I, exactly. All we right. know what's going but, on here. We know what's going on right. here. Um, he will be, according to the report, he would be one of the ten highest paid coaches in the sport no. if he takes the Ole Miss uh, extension. But Man, I don't know what that it's means. A good, it's a good. World I wouldn't want to work at Auburn. Be in. You got your brains beat in tonight. Oxford's better than Auburn. Auburn is a dump. I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's a horrible. Toxic work environment. That's what Auburn is. You know, you can make you can make fun about Ole Miss and Stepping Stone and all this. Listen, Auburn is an incredibly toxic place to work. We have seen it over the course of like the last five coaches, and probably beyond then too. Because Pat Dye wasn't a great dude either. So I don't know. I just I, I would not want to. Um, see, he seems happy there. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't leave that. But anyway. That's just me. We're getting a lot of texts about Liberty and Texas A&M. Yeah, those are games that got away from you. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Those are games that got away from you. And you know, the same things in those games that kind of screwed you popped up tonight. You just didn't notice them. They got three turnovers. They only scored seven points. Mm -hmm. That's been a thing all year long. All right. Not being able to take advantage of that stuff. Um, they still played a half. They got outscored 21-7 in the second half. Now, it didn't matter because it was... was, but they played one half of football again a good tonight. One. It was a good one. For 11 games, it seems like, they play parts of the game. They have not put the most complete game. Pittman said it was this game, and he's wrong. The most complete game they've played is probably BYU, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, they were good against BYU. They were good they for were really three young. and a half quarters in that game. That's the best game of the year for them. Yeah. It was not tonight. Uh, in terms of the overall playing for 60 minutes but being or so. up, well, where were they up at halftime? They were 30, up 35 to 6. They were up 35 6. I mean, that's, at a, that's a pretty, I mean, you're, you're one score away from turbo clocking that thing. They well, they were really good in the first half. They were. And then they, they got conservative. They weren't they, as they, they weren't they, as wide open. They didn't convert one third down in the second mm-hmm. half. The second half was ripe for one of these nine minute just mush your face into the turf drives. They didn't do any of that. In the second half, I would have loved to have seen one of those. Like yeah. when they got the ball with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, I'm like, "Don't give them the ball again. Just run this. Let's get out of here. Let's end <laughs> this. Just stop this now." They didn't do that. Um, there was a lot of checkout in the second half, uh, you know, and then and, and it showed on the scoreboard. They gave 21-7. Uh, Ole Miss uh, won the second half. So again, they played half of a football game. But when you put 35 and the other team put six in the second half, and when the other team's quarterback is Jackson Dart. 35-6 is safe. You're, when you score seven points in the second half, you're good. So that's um, that's but but some of the things to to what you were saying though, some of the things why they lost to Texas A&M, why they lost to um the Liberty, some of those things popped up again. Yeah, they, you know, they they played. They are who we. Are. I mean, we're eleven games into this. We know what they are. Mm-hmm. There's no big turnaround. Here. Well, I mean, the on. offensive line looked like the offensive line did minus the last two weeks. I mean, they they were moving people around. You had gaping holes. Mississippi's not a good defensive team. They and as you said, there was a lot of checkout on Mississippi. Boy, there I don't know who number fifteen was. There, there he was either the nose tackle, or the defensive end man. They they were just moving that guy around, and then he finally just gave up. Mm-hmm. And and I saw a lot of that on. Uh, I think it was Sanders' second TD run. I think it was an outside zone. Whoever the defensive end was, once he got past him. Suddenly he's pulling up. He's got a hamstring thing. He's calling for the sidelines. They just you, they didn't want any part of it. You are discussing Jared Ivy. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 Big that's, dude. That's who uh, it is. Yeah. Big dude, soft as a baby's bottom. There you go. All right. Um, let's uh, go to some phone calls here. Nelson starts us in Harrison. Nelson. Hey guys, I tell you what, Ruskin, you were right about the uh, just gr- ground and pound them and get out of the game because. I was in uh, Section 124 
and I'm telling you, uh, it was that third quarter, and then the fourth quarter seemed like it took three hours. It's like, guys, we can't feel anything on our body. Just <laughs> kill the clock, please. Oh. But it was a great game, and actually it was a great crowd. The crowd was really good. So, All right. Uh, go Hawks. Thank you, Nelson. Big Mike's on the phone here to give us his thoughts on everything. Yes, Big Mike. I don't like taking our dang foot off the gas. Is what I don't like. Exactly. Because the game could have, yeah, you know, like he said, the game could have been over a long time ago. But you know, you know. Well, I understand the part. What do you want? K- you don't want KJ getting hit. Well, you know what you tell KJ. Somebody comes at you, throw the ball away. You know, KJ could have thrown 350 and uh, the guy threw, who ran for 200 and something. Now. I can't remember his name. Rocket Sanders. Rocket. Rocket ran for – Rocket could have ran for 300. But you have to keep running the offense. You no. can't stop running the offense. I don't like this stop running the offense. Fine, you take precautions. You tell KJ, hey, anybody comes close to you, throw it away. But I don't think KJ would have had to throw it away because I don't think them stinking guys could have defended the Hawks tonight. I think he could have thrown for 350, 400, whatever, and Rocket could have run for 300. No. But they didn't let them do it. And uh, thank them. That puts your defense on the field for a long time. So two guys get 200 and something yards rushing, which they shouldn't have got because they didn't play that good. You know, and you got your defense playing uh, prevent. And so they get all those yards. And that team can't throw. So their running game gets 400-something spanking yards. But anyway, I'm glad KJ played good. I'm glad Rocket played good. I'm glad we won the game. But I think it could have been better than it was. God, I hate griping when we win. (laughs) You just beat the number 14 team in the country. It's yeah, a good. It's a good night. I don't think they're. I, they're overrated. I don't think they're that. I don't think they're that good. They are. That. They're not that good. Look, they still got the fourteen next to their name. You just beat. That's your best win of the season, right there. Yeah. The only reason we ain't fourteen was KJ was hurt. Some of the year, we should have been fourteen. They should have well, been. And they they've played 35. one. Yeah, they've played one four quarter game all year. Is another reason that you have a five. See, this this is the thing here is like. We can, you know, have like a, you know, we can have like a, uh, you know, like a, like a tea party tonight, or we can sit here and we can try and figure out how you can turn this into a season where you don't have five losses that piss you off. You know what I'm talking about? Because there are elements in this, like, you know, you got to play, you got to play three and a half, four quarters against good teams to win games. They haven't done that for most of the year. That's why you're sitting there at five losses, Remember, honestly. Was it? It was year one under Muss when they would get up like eighteen, and then they would just sit on the ball because the analytics said you know X number of possessions were left in the game if we shot the ball with this much on the yeah, ball. like thirteen minutes right. ago he started taking the yeah, air t- out of the taking ball, the yeah. air. That's what they did, and you know yeah you get outscored twenty one to seven in the uh, the second half, but I mean you had you had the room to do that. They were working the clock. The clock was their friend. You run the clock. You try and get out of there as fast as you can. I, I'm going to look it up here during the break, but find out how many passes they threw in the second half because I can't imagine it's many. Who, Arkansas? Yeah. Uh, they went three out of four for four yards. There you go. <laughs> so what did they do in the second half? They just worked the clock, worked the clock, worked the clock, and got out of there. But but they couldn't, like, they didn't have that big, like, emphatic end-of-the-game drive in the second half. No. You know, they didn't have that seven-minute. You're talking about the drive that they had at the end of the BYU game. Right. The game was still competitive at that point. I mean, by the time... You know, you're asking for that drive. The game was over. And, you know, it didn't matter. Ole Miss wasn't going to catch you. And and really, at this point, you're not playing for style points. You're not playing to try and get into the college football playoff. You're trying to win the game. You're just trying to get out of there with a win and nobody get hurt. That's what you do. You just take the air out of the ball and, and, and grind up as much as you can. 
And they did run off. I think they got the ball back the last time with how much time left? Like three, like 230, 240, something like that. They ran it out. It, they got it with 254. They gave it up with 29 seconds. There you go. Okay. So, the, I mean, they basically ran a clock out. Right. They did have it for about four minutes at the start of the fourth quarter. Uh, that drive ended in a punt. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they um, they didn't have that, like, you know, that just that, that six-minute just, you know, they, totally broken spirit drive they do- in the second they half. They dominated the middle eight. The last four minutes of the first half, the first four minutes of the second half, you dominated that. And by the time, you know, it got to 42 to six, competitive portion of the game's over. Then you're working on stuff. Let's put something on tape for somebody else to take a look at. There was no, they were never in danger. Even when it got to 15 and they're trying the onside kick, you recover the onside kick, game's over. to Hog Reaction. Brought to you by The Party Place. Jefferson leaps at the goal line. Touchdown, Arkansas! Call or text the show at 866-285-4005. Let's talk to Wally in Bentonville here. Hi, Wally. Hey, guys. I want to bring a little perspective to this conversation. Let me ask you this. If this would have been a heavyweight slugfest, and scoring back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? And then we get the ball last, score, and win the game. Is anyone complaining? No. Okay. Well, uh, so, yeah, probably, because it's Arkansas, well, and they complain about everything. But Uncle Jed and Jethro, who called before me, need to get that perspective that we buried them. One, when you're dealing with 18- to 22-year-old kids, it is very hard to get max effort when you're up 42-6. to six. Two, Sam Pittman knows math and time. And so he knew what they needed to do to seal the win. If we had gone out there gunslinging and something bad happened, people would have been crapping all over that as well. No, and, you would, and you guys A mistake that. invites them back into the game. Exactly. It, he knew there was not enough time as long as they ran as much clock as possible. He knew they had enough points no matter what Ole Miss did. And that's what happened. But now here we are trying to dissect why a 42-27 to win against the ranked team isn't good enough when today's scoreboard was littered with teams with underdogs who screwed it at the end. Illinois, this Sam going conservative wasn't the same as Burt sitting on a four-point lead and just well, but, milking it for but all its According work. to Bielema, it's rigged. That's why Illinois lost. So, I mean... <laughs> Baylor, he used the Kari Lake defense. You know, Dave Aranda is supposed to be this good coach. But, Zach, you weren't on last week when I called after the game and I had to call Ruskin out for being so negative. I said, settle down. KJ will get healthy. Sam knows what he's doing. Kendall knows what he's doing. We'll be fine. And lo and behold, that's what happened. We just all have to have perspective on these things. When you know, But I think you guys are right that have I think the team, if I was going to make one critique, it's that it is too KJ-centric, that it just rises and falls, both on offense and defense, just the whole psyche on what's up with KJ. And he is a great talent, but it, it's, I think that's the one big thing that they've got to figure out you know, long-term is. Because, I mean, that mojo's not going to last forever. He's not going to be around forever. But... Again, why why complain and worry about those things? Let's just enjoy the win. And also, again, littered up and down, very few games, especially in college, are won because the team played consistently in, in for all four quarters. Most of these games, it's up and down, up and down. And, you know, whoever hangs on at the end or whoever made one or two or three more plays or whoever won the turnover battle wins. But when you're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds, it's hard to get that four quarter consistency. So just dominate one, dominate two. Hell, Nolan Richardson won a hell of a lot of games by having a great 10 minute run, deflating teams, and then just hanging on for the win. But we'll pig, give me the hogs. Talk to you guys later. All right. Thank you, Wally. Appreciate it. The danger is, you know, okay, KJ comes back, there's this huge lift. Everybody's excited. Now, what did we talk about earlier in the season? Sometimes they wait, you know, the other 10 guys on offense wait around for him to do something. 
And if he's not having, if he's not on that particular day, this whole thing, you, you go that's, through this cycle again. That's how it works. Yeah. If I, he's not well, on, they're not good. Well, and that's I, it. But you can say that about a lot of teams. Look at Tennessee tonight. I mean, Hendon Hooker was not on, and they got blown out. But they're, but Tennessee, you know, has at least had a couple of other people, I'm sure, and I haven't watched every game, but they've had other people make big plays. If KJ is not right, the offense is not good. The defense isn't good. It's well, really odd. It's really odd to see a team with one lead. They're very, they're very similar. I mean, Hooker makes the whole offense go at Tennessee. They're really. Good. I think they're going to struggle next week with Vanderbilt. We'll find out if the other ten guys can uh, can pick them up if if uh, Hooker can't go. But with KJ, when he's on and that and and you can see it, man, when he gets going, I mean, he's got the you know the body language is good. Things are going great. I mean, the rest of the team picks up on it, and you know, and I, I know, I, I say, I hope he, I know he understands this, but that his body language is almost everything to them. Right? They look to him if he's, you know, if he's going, they're ready to go. Yeah. I still wish that they would have had an eight-minute just smush your face in the in the uh, ground drive at the end of the game and just like let's 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 get out of here. But they didn't get one third down in the second half. They didn't. They couldn't. Um, they played keep away enough, but it was because they were up by 60. And uh, Ole Miss lost four touchdowns because they were holding out there. So, I mean, you know, there's there's all kinds of stuff you can look at here. Um, but what I'm trying to figure out is um, why, and again, perfection's unattainable 12 times. We understand that. But why can't we get an effort close to that in some of these five losses? That's what I think you got the effort last week. I don't think you got the execution. They played their well, then they played their butts off last why week. Why can't you get sharp execution? Now, last week you understand because Malik Hornsby is not an SEC quarterback. That's it. and God bless him. Neither is Cade Fort. Okay, that I understand that. Um, but like the execute, the answer to your question about execution is the same thing. It's LSU. I mean, they, it's hard to execute against those guys. They're good. But, but A&M's a terrible football team. and They are now. Boy, at the time, they were playing well. And they weren't as injured. Um, what's his name? The running back at, at Chain. He he wasn't hurt. They lost their wide receiver. They lost their quarterback. That was a different team. I think Jimbo still would have screwed it up. They may Look, they may have gone 8-5. and five, But at the time, they were playing well. And they were playing, you know, they were playing fast. They were playing physical. That's just one of those. I mean, it was just a football game. You had one doink off the post. It happens. But... I mean, they played hard last week. They played hard in spurts. They played hard for four quarters last week. They played hard for th- two and a half. I'll give them three tonight. That effort, I mean, the effort's there. The execution sometimes just lacks. Right. And some of it has to do with the opponent. Some of the times. Sometimes they just, uh, you know. Liberty, they look disinterested. Work. And, you know, sometimes playing a, a good opponent in November. November's weird. November well, is really, really weird. You know, and some, I don't know who's in charge of all this stuff, but you know how they say this, they did the schedule makers did you no favors? Mm-hmm. The schedule makers at Sam Pittman's employer didn't do him any favors. You shouldn't be going to BYU in October, and you shouldn't play a good team like Liberty in November. I mean, that but was, was Liberty good when you scheduled them. I mean, they may have just, I, I, I don't know when that game was scheduled. I don't know when the BYU game was scheduled. But those those games those teams may have been terrible when you schedule them. You're like, eh, you know that that might be a you nice easy win. I mean, I don't see any other team in the league dipping out in the middle of uh, October to go play a, a non-con game on the road. But a what ha- road. but what happens when we don't get those games? We complain about next year's schedule, which is terrible. Right. Nobody's going to want to go to you know. I think they open up with like Western Carolina. Who wants to see that? That's a War Memorial Stadium. I, I would much prefer to see them open up with Cincinnati. No. But I, I, you can't like there. There's a method why the SEC schedules the way it does. All right, that you you can argue and we can complain about it all you want, but it is proven time and time again to be successful for the teams at the top. You think Tennessee would have liked to have a cupcake today instead of South Carolina? Mm-hmm. I do. Alabama had a cupcake. Um, you know, you think Auburn Georgia? Did. You think Georgia would have liked to have had a a, a rental win today before the Georgia sure. Tech game? I would. So no. I mean, I mean, Georgia we, Tech's probably we, the rental win. We we and rightfully so. It's a usually a crappy weekend of 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 games. 
but there's there's a method to it, and it works. Well, so I mean, you're most of the well, some of the teams in the league. I mean, you look at Florida; they're going to go play Florida State next week. You know, Auburn, Alabama's next week. You know, it, a game that suddenly got very, very interesting is Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's playing for bowl eligibility next week. They are, yeah. Tennessee, we don't know where they're going to be mentally or physically. There are a couple of big games uh, next week, and it's, you know, the scheduling thing. I don't like the 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 rental win this week, to, and you got your – I don't like that because it's I – mean, I, I don't like it either, but it works. Sure it does. I mean, sure, it, it absolutely works. Yeah. It's proven time and time yeah. again to be successful. Uh, Ruskin and Zach on Hog Reaction presented by The Party Place. ESP at Arkansas and uh, hit that line dot com. All right. Text us or call us 866-285-4005. I'm not going to sit here and talk to just Zach at DQ for an hour. Somebody's out there listening to this and we want to hear from you by God. So let's go. 866-285-4005. Right? Right. right. Exactly. Absolutely. We're here. You're there. Yeah, DQ Do something made, about DQ it. made it in. Came in straight from a rave. That's right. Yeah. Had the, uh, the glow sticks yep, going the and glow everything. Yeah, exactly. She's got the uh, the deep eye makeup on. Looks like a member of the Cure. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The extra eyeliner, like Darby on a severe weather day. <laughs> Darby, wow! All right, it's the witching hour. Come on. Okay, here's what I got yep, for you. What do you got? I got for you. How great was the officiating in this game? Uh, Sam seemed to like it. Uh, he <laughs> How was great very, were the refs? In his post game, he went out of his way to thank the referees for uh, for an outstanding evening. They got every single call in that game. That was awesome. When's the last time that happened? Uh, I mean, the- how many penalties were? It's like that they were. It's like the league office wanted Ole Miss to lose for some reason. I mean, every time Ole Miss scored, we got holding back hold- here. We got well, holding back the, here. The, the holding on the two touchdowns were legit. Um, I, I don't know who the defensive end was on the second one. Um, but yeah, I mean, the guy, guy got hog tied, uh, coming on, coming off the literally. edge, so literally, uh, but yeah, they got, they got the breaks tonight and it showed Ken Williamson and his crew, man, you are welcome back here. Anytime right this way, sir. Yeah. He, he, will, not have to, <laughs> oh, wow. he will not have to pay for a meal. No, soon. no. And that's probably unethical for him to take free meals, but I don't think when, anybody cares he, anymore. At when this he gets point. X and a tomorrow, there'll just be girls throwing uh, rose petals at his <laughs> right. feet. As he walks right. to his gate to get on his plane. I want to read all their names because they all did such a great job. <laughs> Referee, Ken Williamson. Umpire, Michael Moten. Linesman, Stephen Ray. Line judge, Mickey Bryson. Mm, Mickey. Back judge, Michael Watson. Field judge, Daniel Gatreau. Side judge, Rob Skelton. Center judge, Joel Moenkoff. Well done, fellas. A tip of the cap to you guys on calling an excellent game. That was a uh, uh, that's that's the hey, that's some of the best dadgum officiating we've seen around here at the Country Bunker in a long time, fellas. You're welcome back here anytime. That was great. Way to go! Arkansas was flagged seven times for 61 yards. Felt Miss- like two. Mississippi 12 times for 116. It felt like Arkansas got two flags in the game. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Arkansas gave up 703 yards, 463 on the ground. That's got to be a record. Yeah, but in the second half, they weren't trying anymore, I, Zach. Just, so, I mean, come on. Again, stats, lawyers, your ex, they all lie. 463 <laughs> yards. That's a lot of rushing yards, 8.7 per carry. Yeah. But they still didn't stop to run. No. That, just like in the Mississippi State game, they didn't stop to run. But it didn't matter. But Ah, Tanner Tupelo, uh, who... Lives in Mississippi. So mm-hmm. at 7.30 p.m., an old Miss fan texted me and says he was turning the game off because it was clearly rigged. Why? Okay. Why? The Bielema defense. For those of you that don't know, um, earlier today, after a, um, was it a touchdown that they thought was a pick play? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Uh, Bielema claimed that the um, that the uh, game was rigged. And... Um, so at, that's at half, why during his lost. halftime uh, glow up, he was talking about you know having to play a hundred thousand, the crowd there plus you know the five on the field, yeah, which right. was the uh, the referee, which shows how smart he is because there's not five yeah, on the field, seven, there's seven, seven, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but look, at this point, uh, you know, with with one game left in your season, to get a win this late in November is a good deal. I don't care how you there's, if you win by one, you win by a hundred, that you get the win. That and look at look around the country, there's eight on the field. 
Eight? Yeah. There's okay. eight on the field. And two but in the sky. That's yeah, exactly. And that that might be. And they're all you. against you. Yep. Every one of them. Unless you win, then they're not against you. Uh here's the text. What'd you think of the Ole Miss player trying to punch KJ? They they were I thought he was trying to punch the ball and it just looked weird because of the angles. I didn't think he was trying to punch KJ. Well, you gotta be pretty stupid. You gotta be to dumb to punch somebody with a helmet on. Um but they were they were starting to um they were coming undone and they were yeah. getting frustrated. And that's look, and I don't know if, if any of you have been on a football field, you know that people are talking and what happens when you get frustrated yeah. and somebody is talking to you, you get you know, you want to take a swing at them and right. You know, they got very, very, it got chippy there for a little bit. I thought the rest did a good job calming it down. And Arkansas handled it well. They, they did. didn't retaliate. They didn't pick a- up the 15. Again, these eight gentlemen who we called out by name earlier, they did a great job of diffusing what could have been a pretty bad situation. So, yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't think they were trying to punch him. I mean, now you're going to look at it as a Hog fan, and you're going to look at the certain angles and only those in your social media echo chamber. And you're gonna think till the, to the day you die, you're gonna think they're gonna try to hit him. I don't. I don't think they were. That's uh, just my view. Corey in Salem, Arkansas, wants to talk about the elephant in the room, which was the uh, the broadcast. Oh, the announcers on yeah. the field. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not crazy about it, but I'm you know an old fuddy duddy now, so you know I don't like fun. But I don't know. Learn where the dead spots are. Yeah, they had a lot of that, problems that's, there. That, that's that's all I would. I I don't care where you do it from. Just most of the first quarter, Tom Hart's mic didn't work at all. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah, they were bad. really struggling with that. And I, you know what? If it's a one-off deal and they were just trying something out, cool. They do it. I think they did this last year for a game. Okay, so this is like one of their things they do that's once fine. a year is they go down uh, there fine. and they they call the game from the field. I guess so. And, and I look, don't know when it was forty-two to six. You know, for anybody that's done a game before, you're into blowout material. Well, you need to go find stuff it, to talk about because the game is not. It was very beneficial that they were all on the field when right. it was forty-two to six because you could goof around, right? Because that's what you do. I mean, you had something to do besides, hey, let's look at the college football playoff rankings. Like they had, they had entertaining things to do because they were all on the field in the second half when it was, uh, you know, right. a runaway. So speaking that helped of, out. Speaking of which, yeah. Um, the SEC's only getting one. And it's Georgia. And it's Georgia. Because they're going to beat LSU. Well, they're going to beat LSU. And even if they wrong. lose, they're going to get in with yes, one loss. Yeah, Georgia's in. Georgia, yeah. Georgia is in unless they lose next weekend and then lose the SEC title. Game. If they lose to Georgia Tech, Kirby should be fired. Okay, that's that's a that's a, a hop, skip, and a jump. I wasn't ready to go there. But, yeah, I mean, if they were to lose to Georgia Tech, then lose the SEC title game, no, Georgia's not getting in. But Georgia is getting in. I'm. I think with today's events, TCU is now a lock as long as they went out. Mm-hmm. There can be no discussion about them. I think Ohio State's going to pound Michigan next week, and you know I think you've got Georgia's in, and uh, who am I missing? Who's three? It's Ohio State. Well, you said that it's Georgia, Ohio State. I'm I'm, I'm blanking. It's past midnight. I don't know. TCU and um, uh, it'll come. Who back cares? To me. Yeah, it'll come. It, it'll care. USC if they win next week and win the Pac-12 title game, they're probably the fourth team. Mm. And I'm okay with that. We're gonna get. You know, this isn't an SEC off in the uh, in the college football playoff. You have one SEC representative and uh, conference champions from other ones. Here's what's going to happen, folks. Clemson's not out of this. <laughs> Clemson's not out of this. No, they're not. They're going to go 12-1, and one, win the ACC, and just be sitting there going, hello, hello. And then you're going to have, do we want USC? Or does you, USC slip up? You, and then we put Clemson back. USC, in. if they win out, would have better have a better schedule than Clemson. Clemson's would, without not question. out of this. Well, they're not out of this. They can't. They're going to be a conference champion. Yes, but. With one loss. I understand that. But you will have. I mean, at the top, you'll have Georgia, Ohio State. You will have um, TCU. And then if USC wins out, they will finish up by beating UCLA, who was in the top 25, Notre Dame, who's in the top 25, and Utah, who's in the top 25. That puts USC in. Clemson can't compete with that. Still here. (laughs) Hog reaction presented by the Party Place on ESPN Arkansas. And on hitthatline.com. If you would like to listen to this again, it'll be available at some point tomorrow. I don't know when. when whenever I get around to it, okay? When you get up, get That's around. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Knock the rust off. 
You get off at like get the sleepy out of my you, eyes. You get up at like five a.m. So it'll not it, tomorrow. I won't. Oh, I I don't know. I may sleep till six. Ooh, there you go. Like there that. you yeah, go. Absolutely. All right, we got a text here. Okay. Um, we ran Lane Crybaby out of Ole Miss. Why would he leave? Why would he leave? Ole Miss? Yeah. To go to Auburn? I, I know that they were talking about that uh, on the sidelines. And, you know, maybe uh, Cole's an Auburn guy. So maybe he's got more information than uh, than the rest of us do. I just don't understand why Lane would leave a stable situation where they're set to make him, you know, wealthy beyond his means. Um to go to that, Auburn is not a great job. It is not a blue blood job. It is not a top tier job. They think it is. It's not. Now the team that's two hundred miles to your east, that's a great job. Mm-hmm. That's a job Lane Kiffin might leave Ole Miss for. Right. You know, we we we're I talking. think this is posturing. I do too. And he's already gotten the big offer from Ole Miss. All he has to do is sign it, and then you know, yeah. here we are. So also don't think that you know we, they were talking about like Deion Sanders going to Auburn, first time Division One head coach, not not good at Auburn. You got to have you. I mean, you got to have something. You got to have some some history behind you to take that job. I think the way that it's run now, Deion at a place like Georgia Tech, oh, absolutely. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was weird well, the way they just sort of veered off into that in the middle of the second half. You know, the game's going on and we're talking yeah. about. You know the, the the coach on the other side of the field leaving. Yeah, that was odd. it. Was a little odd. It's a little odd. Um, I, I like. Why would he go? Uh, Lane Kiffin's not on the climb anymore, unless a job like Alabama or you know Texas or whatever opens up. That's worth climbing for. Auburn ain't a climb job. No, that's not a destination. That's a problem. That place sucks. I wouldn't want to. No one would want to work there. No one. People people leave there all the time. You could win there, but the way that it's run, the way that the people who, you know, the, the people you have who govern be, it, you have to be mostly politician, a little right, bit football right. coach. Uh, Tuberville was Tuber, Tuberville understood well, that he, he is he, a politician. Yeah. So yeah, Gus, there you go. Gus, you know, Gus, I think Gus played along for a while. And but Gus think, is a football coach. He's not. He's not true. a. He's not a people pleaser. You know, press the flesh yeah. guy. I, I thought that was just. It was very weird. I don't. I just. Auburn is not a a top rung job. No, nope. it's just not. No, and um, it's um, and in this era where everybody's got hundred something million dollar budgets, I mean Arkansas's got a hundred fifty million dollar athletic budget now, so Ole Miss is around there too. Like these, this whole dynamic of the way we used to think about this, where there were haves and have nots. Everybody in the SEC is a have. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a have, even Vanderbilt. They're a have because they're getting a billion dollars in TV money. So, I um, I I don't know why he would go. I don't know why he would go. It seems like he's got a good thing there. I mean, he can get some. He gets players all the time, and um, you know, every year they're pretty good. Yeah. So that's you know, and he's got money. I mean, this isn't about money. You know, what I mean, come on. He's got millions of dollars if, in the bank. Already. If the goal is to win a national title, Auburn and and Ole Miss are the same job. You're 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 still going to have to climb that LSU mountain and that Alabama mountain. Could you do it? Sure. Are you likely to do it in either spot? No. Not not the way it's currently constructed. No. Mm -hmm. I agree. I don't. uh, I don't know. So, anyway, that's um, that's what I think about all of that. And um, there you have it. Yeah. Well, I mean, treat it like any other job. If there's constant turnover in in a job. in a vacuum. I mean, it doesn't matter what the job is. If there's constant turnover, somebody's in there for, you know, eight months, ten months, two, a year, two years, and then they're just constantly turning. Why would you take that job? Now, coaches coaches have this I can fix it mentality. Yeah. And, you know, in, in I think in that regard, they're not very smart because it the, the problem isn't the coach. It's the the the, the apparatus around I, him. I think. At, and, and Auburn's broken. If, if people haven't paid attention to Lane lately – you would think the motivation is to be like the O plan. Get a bunch of money to go away. Mm-hmm. I think Kiffin is not in that mode anymore. I think he wants to coach. I mm-hmm. think he wants to go somewhere where he can, like like you said, tinker. Okay, we have flaws. How do I address those in the portal, in recruiting, and, and you know, cool. schematically, uh, and all that stuff? Well, in the offseason? Use Arkansas as an example. For a decade, 
Arkansas and Auburn were not were not very different. I mean, we were just changing our underwear every couple of years. You bring in a guy that that is sort of stabilized everything. Are you a little disappointed being six and five? Sure, but your program is much on much sounder ground now than it was forty eight months ago. Much you're in a much better place. This would be a if Sam Pittman were to, to walk into Hunter Yurichek's office and say, "Okay, you know, I'm done. I, I want to retire." This would be a very desirable job. Because it is on solid it's, footing. It's better than when he found it. Absolutely. Right. And it's probably, from a stability standpoint, an infrastructure standpoint, a better job than Auburn. Auburn is a mess. Yeah. At, at Arkansas, like, I think you can block out. Like, you can have ultimately one person run the thing. At Auburn, there's always, like, eight people running the right. football hey, program. Big Mike just said, Cadillac is the best coach I've had in a while, which is why they won't keep him. That's right, yeah. No, he ain't getting that job. No. He's getting, you know, he probably should get on. that job. If he wins next week, they will have won three in a row, become bowl eligible. and They won't do it. I'm just I'm just saying. Just, just hear me out on this. If three in a row... Beat Alabama, beat Saban. I think you got to give it to him. I think you should. They won't. No, they won't. But I, again, but he has every he has every bona fide as anybody they're going to bring in. He has interview. everything that you want as far as as coaching goes. He's young, he's energetic. The kids seem to love him. Yeah. He, he's engaged. He's taken that that Titanic around. He's spun it around, and they're and, and they're actually playing good football. And he's paid his dues. Yeah. He's been in coaching a while. Yes, he has. He's not one of these former players that just exactly. joined this yeah. year. He's I mean, not a pre- he's he not was a working, You know, Absolutely. he was working a few years ago at Henderson State as yep. an assistant. So mm-hmm. he's he's paid his dues. Well, we knew they listened down there, and uh, this confirms it because they busted out Larry the bowling ball tonight. Look at there. <laughs> we asked for it, he's and got we got new, it. He's got a new case, though. Well, that's Larry, good. Larry's got his shiny shoes on. He's going bowling. Right. There was a question, and, and I, I didn't look this up, but – does this year's one double A win count as a, as one of the six? I know you can only do it every couple of years, and I'm assuming since they broke out Larry the bowling ball, I, I believe so. Yeah, I sure hope they're not counting next week before uh, before they play it. So I'm I'm going to assume yes. You know they're counting on. This is how this works, Zach. They won big tonight, uh-huh. and now the assumption is they're going to go to Missouri and beat the crap out of Missouri. But they've never won up there. Because Missouri sucks. But they've never but won up there. That's immaterial. Oh. You, you're thinking rationally. You have to detach your brain and think irrationally because that's what happens in college football. No yeah, one thinks it is, rational. It, it is a... Um, it, it is. So I need you to suspend rela- reality okay. and go into this other place where you're know, going to beat Missouri by 70 next week. Missouri played well tonight against New Mexico State. And Missouri uh, is also a team that seems to be doing some things better in November than they were in September. Kind of like Arkansas, right? Yeah. Is that a that a yeah, fair yeah, yeah. statement? All right. But of course they hadn't beat who who they beat, Paul. So Well they took uh, they, they ain't played nobody, Paul. Well, they, they pushed Georgia. Should have beat Georgia. Georgia has had opportunities to get knocked off. I don't think they're the superpower that uh, that everyone thinks they are. Mm. But the SEC is only getting one, and I don't know who it is right now. I mean, I assume it's Georgia. I think that's like it's the only answer, right? I think so. You can't put LSU in over Georgia. Georgia will have one loss. Yeah, but that one loss will be to them. It's going to be it. it you can't know, do it. I, I don't think LSU is going to have. I I think Georgia will steamroll LSU in the title game, but you know the potential exists. Okay. I guess. All right. Or for absolute disaster. <laughs> I'm bored with this. I okay. want to talk about something else. Yep. Here. What do you right. got? Um, so, um, my uh, my broadcast partner here, me, who brought us the news earlier this week on Ruskin and Zach mm-hmm. that one team was being paid by another team <laughs> in the World Cup to lose, uh-huh. has now bet on the team that is being paid to lose to win the game. Well, you got to understand. The match. You have to understand my. Okay, so the World Cup starts tomorrow. Yes, and I, um, I, I, I did mention. Are that, we allowed to bring up the World Cup at twelve thirty four a.m.? Just you know, for a second. Um, okay. The the cut cut Qatar cutter soccer. Why not talking about soccer? Whatever it was, paid you know some some Ecuadorian players to take a dive. Now it's never actually been confirmed that they did. I think this is a ruse by the uh, by the odds makers, and I'm going to go against the ruse and flip the. I'm going to flip the script. 
So I, yeah. Let's go Ecuador. <laughs> if they lose, you're going to feel like the biggest jackass I had in the whole world. See, we, we were talking about this. They gave you the answer to the test, I man. know, and I didn't believe them. I I know. I know. You know, we, we were talking about, you know, how crazy college football was today. Sterling gave me the answers. Give me the answers. He's two for two. He's two for two. I'm a, I'm zero for six. Wow. That's I'm zero for six that's, today. That's not good. No, it isn't. It's, it's how do you do that? It's tough, but that's, I uh, it's, that's harder than going six and zero. Uh, it is very very difficult, but somehow, some way, I have pulled it off. Right. It, it it we haven't had one of those weird Saturdays yet. Today was really really close. You know, we've had upsets, but we haven't had a day where the whole thing collapses like crypto. And today we got really, really close because we—I mean, you were another on the... another solid uh, Zach Orange investment uh, over the course of time. You wonder why I do this, right? And I'm not an investment <laughs> banker. This is this is why. Um, but I mean, we almost lost number three, number four, and number five today. Yeah, we did. That would have been almost wild. though. I mean, we lost five, but three and four got through. Almost doesn't count. Mm-hmm. But in horseshoes and hands, three's going down next week, so we don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably, I think so. You know, four. I don't. I for Iowa State, who is is who TCU has. They'll close that out, and then they'll get Kansas State in the Big Twelve title game. Oh. Finish off number three, and then it's just who's going to fill the four slot. There you go. Matt Nake in South Carolina, who is listening, and it's one thirty six a.m. Yeah, what are you doing, Matt? Could you got a question? Your life choices. I'm sorry. Um, he says that uh, Ecuador doesn't have SEC speed. No, they don't. Very good no, point. no, they have um, Ecuadorian speed, yeah, but not uh, SEC speed. Yeah, I don't know anything and, about. And again, they ain't playing nobody, pal. Well, I checked the uh, the football, the football power index, and uh, Ecuador's got a ninety four percent chance to win the match. There is a football a power football index. Football power. Oh, index. thank God. Is there a <laughs> hockey power index yet? Yeah. There is. Oh, I love it, man. God bless the nerds. Yeah. So, so I'll be it. I'll be texting with Matt Jones tomorrow during the Ecuador Cutter game match okay. whatever you want to call it and uh and he and i will be uh conversing about that can't right. wait it's gonna be good i will live and die with that and i swear if cutter wins this i'm not gonna know what to do with myself we just beat all this and these guys are talking about soccer nah, we were talking about can you believe that that's stupid <laughs> that's how it'll sound tomorrow when the phone call arrives because we'll be tattled on for this you know we will For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.